Merry Christmas to you all. I hope your Christmas was very, very well. We had a great time. If you're new to Life Fellowship or fairly new, and maybe you haven't seen how we do testimonies in life, uh, they're a little different. We, we, we take a kind of a, we moderate them, so they're kind of discussional, conversational, if you would. And we're going to do that this morning. We have a very, very special guest. Uh, my dear, dear friend, Pastor Troy Stogsdale is with us from First Baptist Church in New Philadelphia, Ohio. So you get a chance to hear from Troy. You've probably heard me mention him many, many times here and there. So you'll get a chance to, to say, okay, who is this Troy guy? I think you're going to have a pretty good idea after today who Troy Stogsdale is. And I, <clears throat> I, I, I want to do this because not that Life Fellowship is ever about me or ever will be about me, but I think if you know me, it's important for you to know him because one of the reasons I am who I am and I am where I am today is because of him. And I think it's critical for you just to, to just hear and, and learn about him. Before he comes out, let me, let me share this verse with you from 2 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 26. And, and these are the words of, of David after he learned of the death of, of King Saul and Jonathan. He said, I am distressed for thee, my brother Jonathan. Very pleasant hast thou been unto me. Thy love to me was wonderful, passing the love of women. Now that's not some twisted, dark, sinful uh, thing. Uh, David was speaking about the closeness. Remember, these two men had knit their souls together back in 1 Samuel. I read a, an article once that said 90% of men do not have a close friend in life. And, and again, I don't know how that research was compiled, but, but I do think there's something to it. I'm thankful to say that I'm so very blessed and so very rich to have known this man and have walked with him for almost three decades. I mean, this is... My wife jokes, she says, there's me, and then there's Troy. <laughs> you get the point. But, uh, but no, Troy is uh, as close and as dear as they come. So I'm going to invite him to come and just sit, and we're just going to have a conversation to give you a chance to get to know him. So... So I, I know Troy and, you know, he would have been totally fine just to come and just be a face in the crowd today. And uh, so he, he's doing this really as a courtesy to me and because he does want to be a blessing to you on some level, but, but he's uh, more than fine to just be a face in the crowd. So we met at the Kansas City Baptist Temple right. uh, back in, that would have been... 1994. I got saved in 94. Okay. So yeah. 94, 95. Yeah. And uh, we sat next to each other for four years in the Shepherd School of Ministry. We sure did. So we've got people in the room who they hear the Kansas City Baptist Temple. They hear about KCBT, but they weren't there. Uh -huh. You, on the other hand, you were the guy who would say you were born in the church. All right, right. So you went from the labor and delivery room 
so the nursery at KCBT, <laughs> yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, so my, my parents were members of, of Kansas City Baptist Temple before I was born. Yeah. So, so if you could just speak about the impact that KCBT had on you personally and on you in ministry and the impact that it has on you even to this day. Yeah, I mean, that's, um, I, 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 don't, I don't know that I could overemphasize um, the impact of, of Kansas City Baptist Temple um, in those days. Um, so again, uh, you know, it, I, I say that I grew up there because I did. I grew up in those halls. My dad was a deacon um, at, under Truman Dollar, who would have been the pastor before Jeff Adams. And so, you know, I, I grew up in a, in, a, in a good Christian family, going to a good church that, that taught the Bible. Um, so I was, I was exposed to, you know, Bible teaching from the earliest of ages. And then um, it, it would have been, um, this will just be a bit of my testimony, but it'll get to where. Um, my high school years is when, you know, I, so I'd have been saved as a young child. Um, and I remember that day very clearly. Um, but it had been my high school years when God really got a hold of my heart towards the end of my junior year. And, and so we had a, a youth pastor at the time, Shane Crawford, that, that didn't look at us any differently than I think the rest of, than the, rest of the church. Summer was there. And, um, and so um, really invested in us and taught us the Bible and, and thought that even as teenagers we could, you know, we could, we could take discipleship trips. We could do all of that, and we did. Um, the church at large would take a discipleship trip, and the high school class would go, and we would teach discipleship to the high school classes at these other churches. And so, so I grew up in an environment that, and, and, I, and I think this is the key, and the, the, what, I, what I'm driving towards, is um, I grew up in an environment where, where, where the, the Bible, Bible was elevated to the position that, that it deserved. I mean, it's, it's above even his name. And, um, and, and that was invested in us and then, you know, continued to, to, to grow in Christ. And, and there was, you know, the, the thing that I, I remember the most about those times is um, really just being, being challenged, you know, as a, as a young man you know, to give my life to something that was more than me. And, um, and, and just understanding that, and, and, and really rallying around the fact that there's a cause here, you know. And, you know, I always think of David, you know, with, with Goliath. Is there not a cause? And, and there absolutely was, and there still is. Um, and so, I, I, you know, I, I was motivated as a young man to to give my life to that cause and that's what I've tried to tried to do so I you know just the impact is is still I mean it's I so what they taught me I believed <laughs> and and you know I think some of them don't and, and I think that's a sad thing but um, I believed it and and I, and I still do and and um, so it, the impact is, is still to this day. What I teach, what I preach, what I believe, you know, as much of what was invested in me and what I learned as a, as a young man, young adult, 
you know, through those formative years. So I, <clears throat> I kind of smile because I remember you preaching that message. Is there not a call? I remember that. <laughs> Is that right? I do. I, I remember it. I don't. Oh, I do. <laughs> I, so <clears throat> one, of the, one of the things that, that I, you know, about our relationship is that, and I know you would challenge this, but you know, Troy's always been the big brother to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I I got saved in 1994. Kenny is older than me, though. I want to make that very clear. <laughs> by, by many, many months. Many, many months. Many, many months. Right, 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 right. You know, <laughs> but um, but I, I do. I remember that was one of those messages that that just endeared me to your heart because uh-huh. I could hear and see your heart, and I knew you believed it. Uh-huh. And so when I got saved at the age of 22, and you had been, you know, you, you were established, you were mature, you were... Well, uh, yeah, I had been around for a little bit. You'd been around for a little bit. And, <laughs> I wasn't and, exactly mature. In my yeah, eyes, you were significantly sure. ahead of me. Sure, sure. But, uh, but that was one of the messages that, that God used to, to, to get my attention and, and challenge me because yeah. it was a... At a, at a very critical moment in my spiritual development, so yeah, and it is true. Like I, I don't remember the particular message per se, but but that uh, that phrase, you know, is something that really did stick with me. And 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 we had a cause yeah. you know, at that time, and st- like I said, still do. But like we're really about something bigger than ourselves, and that was really you know implanted in us. So tell us about your family. Um, so yeah, so I I married my high school sweetheart. So Jennifer, she's not with us today, but she'll be around for Mission Focus. So we met in the youth group at Kansas City Baptist Temple, um, and and I went to college. After that, we got married. After I graduated college, we have three kids. Um, Tanner is now 22, which is just the weirdest thing in the world. He's a senior in college. He's graduating in May, and then Jackson is 18. He's a senior in high school. He's graduating in May. And then we have a, a daughter, Kate, that um, is 12. So she's in sixth grade. And, and, um, and she, so I was, you know, I was older when she was born and, and she's kind of got me a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, she's, She's pretty special. Not that Tanner and Jackson aren't special. They absolutely are. They're great kids, um, and I love them to death. Um, but Girls. I got, girl. I got one girl. and They have that effect. Yeah. No doubt about it. I'm yeah. with you, bro. So one of the things about you I've always respected and admired, it's been just how just the process that you go through when you make decisions, particularly big decisions. Yeah. Like you're not hasty, you're, you're not, I mean, you're very careful. So in the many years I've known you, I can point to two really big decisions that you made. Mm-hmm. One was you were working as an analyst, you were doing very well at Shook Hardy and Bacon, mm-hmm. the law firm here in Kansas City. And uh, you walked away from that to pursue something else. So tell us about that. Um, yeah, so I was, so so I graduated college and just you know was serving the Lord in in, in ministry at a church and developing a career and and doing fine um, for myself and then um, in in 2012 and then I was I was teaching a, a class at Kansas, at Graceway Kansas City Baptist Temple it was Graceway by then 
So I was teaching an adult ministry, fellowship, whatever, adult Sunday school class like this. Um, and, and, and things were changing a little bit, and, and things were, um, God was working in, 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 in my heart, but in, and because of some things that were going on, and, and I'd always been a part of Alan Shelby's ministry until, um, you know, I was doing my own class or whatever. Uh, but Alan was always, you know, my, my pastor and, and still was. Um, and, and in 2012, God called him to pastor Harvest Baptist Church. And so, um, and so, you know, just because of the things that God was doing in my heart and doing in my circumstances, that was a very clear decision to move out there with him um, to help him. Uh, that church, and so that, I mean that was his desire, and he asked me to do that, and it was it was very clear. So so I did that. Uh, but the first year we were there, you know, I was still working my job and so- serving as the assistant pastor, um, not in title, just in function. Um, and then it would have been in in June of, or it would have been a little bit before that. But um, in 2013, spring of 2013, things were getting established and rolling and growing and. And so he asked me to, to join his staff. And so, um, and, and that is something I had already been prepared for. So like, so my Christian walk, so I, I, so I told the Lord I would do whatever. Or when I, again, when I was a junior in high school. So I told him that I would do whatever. And so I've just tried to say yes to the Lord every step of the way. So whatever, small decisions, big decisions, um, if, if somebody asks me to, to help in ministry or lead in ministry or, or, or whatever, training, going to, you know, discipleship, uh, discipleship to shepherd school. So my default answer has always been yes. All right, if this is something that I know the Lord's in, I mean, if the, you know, does, does the Lord want me to learn the Bible? <laughs> okay, I, I think I can answer yes to that. Um, does the Lord want me involved in ministry? I think I can answer yes to that. So my default answer was always yes. Now, if there are, are reasons to say no, I, I, I would say no. I'm not saying that you say yes to everything. But I, th- I think there is a, a problem in, in Christianity today where the default answer is no. And if there's a reason to say yes, then people will say yes. So I, I always viewed it right or wrong the other way. I'll say yes unless there's a reason to say no. So. So that's how I, 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 you know, walked through my my Christian life. And really the first time that was tested at a major level was this this first experience. Because I did, I I had a, I had a a good career and, and, you know, from all, you know, made good money, all all of that, whatever. Um, And so to leave that and, and to, you know, to take a, significant pay cut and to, you know, give, you know, going and working as a pastor isn't necessarily the best resume builder if I want to enter back into, you know, corporate America or whatever. Um, but, but I, I had, I had already decided, so this is, this is something, so I'm principled in, in what I do. I don't, I'm not always, I'm not always wise. I don't always make the right decision, but I'm at least principled. <laughs> And so um, I have reasons for everything that I do. And so this was another thing. It was like, okay, can I, can I say yes to this? 
and I didn't have a reason to say no, and, and it was clear that this was what God was doing, and, and so, so I said yes. And so, so that was the first step. So yeah, I went on staff in 2013, June of 2013 at Harvest. Okay. So it's interesting because as I, this kind of ties into the, a question that I wanted to ask. I think a lot of people would, would like to know the answer to, but as I look back on those, those formative years, those formative training years for us, and you reached out to me once and you said, hey, because you were a part of the circuit riding ministry. Uh-huh. And that's, for those who aren't familiar with that, we would travel to churches that were without pastors, and we were the pastor for the weekend. Uh-huh. And Troy reached out to me, I think, I think it was a, maybe a Tuesday or Wednesday, I don't know. <laughs> but you and a guy named Tom were scheduled to go to a place called Ellis, Kansas. Yeah. And you said, hey, Tom can't make it. Can you fill in? Uh-huh. And I said, me? Like, you, you want me to go? Right. And I'm like, man, that sounds like a really big thing. And you said, yeah, I want you to go. And so I'm not sure to this day I've ever studied as hard as I studied, <laughs> right. you know, with, with, with the time I had. Right. I'm not sure I got any sleep. <laughs> and uh, I remember asking you, I said, hey, are there any black people out there? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, man, we're, we're going to Ellis, Kansas. You're saying it's 2,000 people. Have they ever seen a guy like me? And I think your answer was, I don't know and I don't care, but I want you to go. And I remember, <coughs> excuse me, I remember driving across I-70. I think it was a Friday night. Uh-huh. It was cold. It would probably been a Saturday. I it think was it was a Saturday? Saturday. Yeah. It yeah. was late. We would have had Shepherd School that morning, probably. Yeah. Yeah. It was freezing cold, and we were almost out of gas. <laughs> right. I, I do mean, remember this. We were almost out of <laughs> gas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we were praying that we, because I mean, the, the exits can be, you know, 10 miles. Right. Once you get, it's like four and a half hours west. <laughs> you just drive and there's just nothing. Yeah. So thankfully we got to the gas station. But that trip, little did I know, that was the beginning of what God would use to confirm to me mm-hmm. his calling on my life. Right. Because that one trip led to countless after that, right, right. that, that God used you to, to, to rule me in on that. But that's how I came to, to know that, that that's what God, God's calling was for me. Mm-hmm. When did you come to know? When did you know? Because to walk away from, you, did have a, you had a great career, mm-hmm. but to walk away from that, to, to be a pastor, which I believe is an incredible honor, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But when did you know that that's what God specifically had for you? Well, so this is going to sound oversimplistic. And um, so, so I had prepared for this for years. So even back to like circuit riding, and I thought, man, this is something that, that maybe God would do and, 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 and uh, was, was willing to do. I knew when I was asked to do it. Okay. <laughs> so that's when I knew. Because, because I wasn't going to create my own way. Um, I wasn't going to, you know, carve a path that, that, that I did. I, when Alan asked me, I was like, okay, well, then this is it. I, now I know. Um, and so, I, you know, and that's, again, I, I have to break things down and, and, and in certain ways and into, into certain boxes. And, and um, because, so, so, 
there, there's an important aspect to, to pastoring, um, and, that in, and that involves the gift of teaching. And, and honestly, not everybody has it. Um, and that doesn't mean you shouldn't teach if you don't have, it's, it's kind of like evangelism. You know, some people are gifted in that area. Others are not. We're all to do the work of evangelism. So teaching and discipleship and, and different opportunities, we're all to do that as well. That's part of the Great Commission, according to Matthew chapter 8 to 28, to teach. Um, but pastoring in, involves being apt to teach. That is, that is a qualification. And I was not going to determine that myself. I was not going to say, yes, I'm gifted. I got this. That had to be confirmed by others, and so that's when I knew. Okay. If that, if that makes sense. Makes perfect sense, but it also it prompts something about you that it, at your first Sunday, which we'll get to here, your first Sunday as the lead pastor of First Baptist Church, uh, what I said about you was that you're, you're not pretentious, right? And it's one of the things I, I treasure. Yeah, I have plenty of other flaws, but maybe I have. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. But uh, you're, you, yeah, you're, you're very comfortable in your own skin. You know who you are, and you know who you're not. Yeah. But, uh, but that that does trigger a story that I, I would like for you to share, just to add a little levity in the moment, okay. uh, to just to to demonstrate that you're not pretentious. So, when you graduated from the Shepherd School of Ministry back then. <laughs> you know where I'm going. Yeah, I know. The night before, uh, there was like a, a dinner yeah. with Jeff and everybody and the students that were graduating. And so we graduated in 99. Oh, were the wives there too? I don't think were the wives were I there. Don't, I don't remember. <clears throat> no. Sorry. We oh, that's right. Yeah, of we course. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. <laughs> Do you? <Yeah. laughs> so. No, I don't. I don't. No, I don't think it was the lives. Anyway. So matter. at one point, they would have each student just kind of share the impact that Shepherd School had on their life. So it went student to student to student. So the guy who goes before Troy, <laughs> I mean, he gave an amazing testimony. It was great. Tears, was good. passion about just what Shepherd's School, how God used it, and he's so thankful for all these guys and what they poured into him. And then they get to you, and what do you say? <laughs> you might have a, I, I don't remember the exact words, but it was something to the effect of, I'm just glad I don't have to get up on Saturday mornings anymore. <laughs> just glad to be done with this. That was a true, so it might have been more detailed than that. I, I probably said some other. I think it was that succinct. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was certain. As a matter of fact, I could quote what you said. <laughs> you said, well, I'm just glad to have my Saturday mornings back. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how it went down. So that was true. That was just a true. So, yeah, I get, there's, you know, I'm principled in certain, certain things. It's not always. It's not always great, I guess, but um, so that was a that was a that was a true answer. It was in that moment, and everybody was thinking it. I was just the only one willing to say it. I remember saying, <laughs> "Like, man, what are you doing? Jeff Adams is sitting right there, man." Like, so yeah. But that but that is that's Troy Stogsdale. When I say he's not pretentious, I mean what you see is what you get. 
what you see is what it really is, and it's one of the, the many things I, I value and treasure about him. So, so you had a we talked about a big move uh, from Shook to to with Allen and, and Blue Springs, and 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 walking away from your career and all that. But then there was a a bigger move to come. Yeah. And um, so you are now the lead pastor of First Baptist Church in New Philadelphia, Ohio, which if you were at KCBT, uh, First Baptist Church in New Philly was a church that we had a great respect for. Uh, Mark Trotter was was a part of us. He would come and preach. Frank Pardue, mm-hmm. I mean, it was a church that we esteemed very highly. And and uh, you and I have kind of shared a laugh or two about just who yeah, knew, just crazy. you know, back then that, yeah, that you crazy. would you would be right. the, the lead pastor of that church. That it was one know. of the churches the Kansas City Baptist Temple took discipleship to. Yeah. And people at this church were on that. Absolutely. I mean, Deb Mulder and others. I, I know, and so and and it was one. It was a church that got it. You know, we took discipleship to a lot of churches, and not everyone got it. They got it. Yeah. So walk us through just, you know, the, the process. And I remember those initial conversations that we had yeah. when this landed on your radar, and just you began going through your process to make a decision. So just kind of take us on that journey. Yeah. So, um so again, you have to understand my default position is to say yes, and unless I have reason not to. And so through um, the development of the Living Faith Fellowship, so obviously Midtown, you guys were going strong, you know, 2005, I was part of that group that would come out in the evenings. And then by 2007, you guys were a church. Alan goes to Harvest in 2012, so five years later. And at that time, things are, things are changing at Kansas City Baptist Temple, and so Sam had had this desire to really start an institute, and and now Alan is is out, and so you know, you guys had already started doing some things, but through that, through just sort of these convergence of events and and timing, um, God begins to put together what's now the Living Faith Fellowship and various churches, and so. Um, started connecting with other guys, and one of those was Jeff Bartell, who was the pastor of First Baptist Church in, in New Philadelphia. And, and he and I just, if you know Jeff, in many ways we're very different, but in many ways we're, we're, we're very alike. And we really hit it off and, and just developed a friendship. That's all it was. And, and, um, and then over time, um, you know, that just kind of uh, continued to grow and and in 2016, he was going through some things there and, and had contacted Alan. To, he was looking to bring in a guy to, to, to help him with some different things that could maybe take over at some point. And he contacted Alan to get permission to talk to me just because we had developed a relationship and, and, um, and others. You know, he talked to others here also. <laughs> um, but, uh, um, and so... Um, you know, Alan told him he could, and, and, and we, be, we just began talking, and he started just sharing his heart with me about what he thought God was doing in him and in the future. And, and, um, and so I was just like, well, man, Jeff, I'm, you know, I'm flattered. So he's asking me, would I consider coming out and that sort of thing? And, and um, you know, at that time, I wasn't, looking to, I wasn't looking to move. I mean, I was settled in to helping Alan, and that was what I thought was really my lot and my spot, and um, and I was good with it. I mean, that was that was it was awesome. 
Um, and so, you know, at that time, things were really kind of, you know, a little bit unsettled there. They were kind of going through some things. And so it just, you know, I was like, man, Jeff, I'm flattered. But it sounds like you guys got to land some things here. And, um, and, so, and so we just kind of continued to talk. And, and um, it, it just sort of developed just w- with what was, again, happening in my heart and what was going on out there, and they, they kind of landed some things that were unsettled, and they got those settled, and, and um, so he just asked me. He was like, you know, we had been talking for like a year, just sort of off and on about this possibility, and, and he was like, okay, you need, uh, you need to consider, I'm, I'm officially offering you, you know, something here. So I really had to begin to, okay, take this serious. This would have been 2017-ish. So, um, so again, I'm principled in, in what I do, at least, and so, so there's a process that I go through. I didn't really explain it, but I'll always do it. And I, with this one, with this, would involve moving my family across the country and all that. So even at a heightened level, kind of like the way you were studying, you know, before the circuit riding, you know, Ellis, <laughs> Kansas. So, I mean, God's always going to confirm himself the way he always does. He confirms himself through his word, uh, through his spirit, and, and through the church. I mean, so th- that's how God works. So, I mean... I want to be clear on that. If you if you want to know how God speaks and how God works through us, you're faced with making a big decision or whatever. God's going to confirm it in His Word. God's going to confirm it through His Spirit, bearing witness to your spirit, and He's going to confirm it through His people. Um, and so I just began began praying, and um, and God began confirming it in His Word, and and um, you know I could. It, it doesn't matter. It matters to me. It doesn't necessarily matter to you. But I could take you to the verses that I have written down that God confirmed it in his word to me. And then his, his spirit was bearing witness to my spirit. And, and so I began, you know, just like, man, I really, you know, I think this is something that God seems to be in. Um, and so then... The, the, the people of God. And so I, I had to break that down. So that, had, that took on a different meaning for me um, because it, I felt like it was such a big thing. Um, and again, it's not moving to a different country or anything. like It's nothing like that. Uh, but, um, you know, it's, it's still, still a, a big deal. And so, so I, I had a process that it had to be okay with four different, <laughs> four different groups of people. Um, so it had to be okay with my family. Um, and so we took a trip out there in the summer of 17, all of us. And so I talked to my kids we, why we were doing it, what, 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 what this was about. And, and so it had to be okay with my family. It had to be okay. So, so Jeff, was, the offer was for me to become executive pastor. And at some point we'd, we'd transition, but there was no date on that. Um, so it had to be okay with the staff at First Baptist Church. So there were, you know, five, there's six of us on staff at First Baptist Church. And so there were five guys there at the time. And so it had to be okay with them because I was coming in to be their boss, actually, all those other guys other than Jeff. Um, And so that had to not be weird. Uh, It had to be okay with other living faith pastors that mattered to me. And I I don't mean that to sound rude or crass, but, um, but there are guys like Sam and, and, and others that, 
have invested in me that are important to me and I care about what they think and it had to be okay with them. And then lastly, um, it had to be okay with Alan. And so that was my spiritual authority. He was my pastor. And, and so like when I met with him, I told him, I said, listen, if, if this isn't okay with you, it isn't okay with me. And, and, and when I say okay, that's what I mean. I don't mean like everybody has to be like, it would have been a little bit sad to me if Alan had been like, yes, praise the Lord. This is the best thing ever. Like, and he wasn't, you know, he wasn't that way. Um, so that was good. So it doesn't have to be like enthusiastic. It just has to be, yeah, okay. I mean, I see, I see God doing something. Um, and it had to be okay with those four groups, you know, at that level. And so I was very strategic in, in um, you know, first of all, taking my family out there, talking to them, praying with them. Um, I was... I was strategic at the different times I was out there talking to his staff. He was up front with them, but I, would, I was interviewing them when they didn't even know it. I had very specific questions I was asking them. And, and then I talked to all those living faith pastors that mattered to me, um, this guy being one of them. And, um, and, and then I had the conversation with Alan, and I told him that. I told him, listen, if it's not okay with you, it's not okay with me. And, and in a sense that... You know, I understand that that kind of puts him in a bad position. Um, and at the same time, welcome to the pastorate. It's just bad position after bad position. And bad decisions after bad decisions. You know, you have to, tough decisions at least, not bad decisions, tough decisions after tough decision. And so, because I, that, it had to be that way. Uh, he had to be, oh, he had to, I had to have his blessing. I had to have his permission. And so I, so there was no other way but to put him in a bad position to say, listen, Alan, this has to be, you have to okay this. And if you don't, I'm here and I'm good. I won't be mad about it because that's part of my process. All of this leads to the Lord speaking. And so all of that came together. And so I was back to my default position. I have no reason to say no. I got to say yes. God's in it. You know, one of the things I remember about that, that I really, that I personally learned from and, and I really respected was you, to a certain extent, you, you kept your heart out of it. Mm -hmm. you, you didn't let yourself get emotionally swayed. Like you, you stuck to the process. Well, that, that's why I, that's why I have a, pro so I talk about being principled. I don't, I don't mean that to puff myself up is because of my weaknesses. I understand my weaknesses and limitations. And so I'll do things. So the process is such that it's not that I'm not emotional about it or have feelings or whatever, but I can't make decisions based on that. And so the process is put in place in order to, to, to It stood out to me spot. because I remember the initial conversation that we had about it and it was different than any other conversation we'd ever had. Uh -huh. And I think I knew in that conversation, I knew where you, where you were, uh -huh. where you were already leaning, uh -huh. but you, you, you honored the process. And I knew you meant every word of that to Alan, that if Alan said no, you'd still be here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that yeah, wasn't just talk. That's the God's honest truth. I yeah. mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't just talk. Because it had to be that way. Um, because because God had to be in it and God had to confirm it at, at those levels. So you use the word transition. So you had a massive transition from Blue Springs, Missouri. I still remember that day when Matt Brocker 
Uh, you guys know Matt. Matt is the senior pastor now yeah. of Northside Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Right. A church that was planted him, uh, by yeah. uh, First Baptist Church yep. in, in New Philly. Uh, Matt is a dear friend of mine. Matt has taught in Life Fellowship, and he'll be staying with us this yeah. week for focus. So yeah, be good cool. to catch up with him. But I remember Matt and Jenny coming in to help you move, and I think that's when it hit me. Mm-hmm. And we were driving around, picking up the truck, and getting, I mean, I was just, right. I was like, this is happening. Right. This guy is leaving, man. Right. Wow. So, so that was a big transition to go from Blue Springs to New Philly, and you're, you're the executive pastor. Mm-hmm. But then discussions start picking up about another transition, about you becoming the lead pastor. So... Walk us through that. Yeah, so, so again, this is a discussion Jeff and I had had even before we moved out there that one day that we would make this transition. Um, again, so just because I understand my limitations, I have to, I have to go about um, things a certain way. Um, I determined that I would never bring it up. Like once I moved out there, that's it. I was the executive pastor, and that's what I was. And I would never bring it up, and I never did, um, because it, and if it never would have happened, it would have been okay. And I mean, and, and you know, it's I know it's easy for me to say that now, that but but I mean it. Like that was the same with Alan. Like I make these decisions because I because I believe they're biblical, and they're the right way to approach things, and then um, and that's that's how it's going to be. So. If I never would have become the senior pastor of First Baptist Church, it would have been okay because I had already made that decision before I moved out there. Uh, but um, so that was all good. We we went out there and and you know doing some good things and and um, you know we worked together really well and and uh, we brought some uh, you know made some some cool adjustments and and things were thriving and and we we go to we're planning. Um, in the process of planning uh, Northside Baptist Church um, in Columbus, so that's where Matt is pastoring, and that would have so been summer of tw- of 20. Uh, so we we start in the middle of COVID, you know. So we start doing a Bible study in Columbus every Sunday evening. So we were traveling out there, a group of us, me and Jeff and and Matt and and some others. We were going. We were driving about two hours. Um, every Sunday evening um, to, to, to do a Bible study. And, and so through that, and a lot of times we'd just ride together. And so, so Jeff and I would usually ride together and we had time to talk. And, and so he, he brought it up about, so this, is, so this is what, so Jeff had kind of been setting things up. He, he's a, you know, who, out, if you guys know him, missionary at heart, 14 years in Albania, came back, um, you know, was, has led First Baptist Church for had led First Baptist Church for 12 years, but really his hearts and missions and and that and First Baptist Church under his leadership had kind of grown to the point that that that's where that's where we were at. So we were getting ready to plan a church in Columbus, Ohio. We were also in the process of sending Kale Horvath to Hungary, which happened in December of 2020. And so God used those kind of events in his life to say, okay, now the First Baptist Church is at the point to where we should do this because, because Jeff has transitioned into the, we didn't just trade roles. He's still on staff. He's the missions pastor and he's our 
education pastor. So we have our own Bible Institute, and, and we work in conjunction with you guys. But, but we do our own teaching for our own classes. Um, they still take STEM online, but we teach two classes a, a, a semester. And, and so we have guys coming up. We have guys we're sending out. We have guys coming up. And so it was a time that Jeff felt like to really invest in that and so, you know, to make that transition. So we started talking in the summer of 2020 and kind of used those trips to Columbus to kind of begin planning and hashing out and talking about what a transition would look like. And, and, um, and we went into 2021. Jeff's vision message at the beginning of the year was that this is going to be a year of change. Mm -hmm. And so that was, that was kind of his message without telling everybody what, what was going on. And, and, um, and, you know, so we just kind of went step by step and talked to the staff and talked to the deacons and kind of went through that process. And everybody seemed to be on board and excited about, about the plan that we were put in place. And so on April 11th, we presented it to the church. Um, <coughs> And on April 25th, according to our church constitution, the senior pastor has to be voted in. And on April 25th, we had the vote, and I was voted in. Man, I, re I remember that day, and uh, I think my wife said to me, are they voting you in? I, I still have the voicemail you left me that day. Do you? I did. Okay. We could play it. That's okay. We'll keep that between us. I've saved it. I will always save it. Praise I'll, I'll God, always man. have it. It means, yeah. it means the world to me. Well, I, I was... The way I was so invested that you think <laughs> that I was, I was uh, getting voted in, but but First Baptist Church it has a very esteemed history. Yeah, I mean it, it's highly respected. For those who were at KCBT, if you've never been there, when you're when you're in that building, it feels like you're at KCBT. Yeah, yeah. The, the it layout, has a similar, the just sanctuary, a, just a little, little bit smaller, but yeah, but similar. The building, I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's it's just. It's a beautiful building. Yeah, I mean, so the, out, the exterior is much prettier. Than, it, I would say than, absolutely. It's beautiful. <laughs> right, no, right, it's right. beautiful. But Were you on that trip, Larry? That original uh, discipleship? Yeah. 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 So here's the interesting. It, so again, you, you look at the history. Mark Trotter was the pastor there for over two decades. When he was voted in, he got 90% of the vote. No, he got like 98. 98? Yeah. Jeff got 90. Oh, Jeff got 90. Okay. Yeah. So Trotter got 98, and I think his one of the first things that he said was, now I just got to win the other 2% yeah, or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Trotter got 98%. Bartell got 90%. Yeah. You got a unanimous 100%. Yeah. Who, who did you... Who did you bribe? I don't know. Come so on, seriously, that, that's, the cra that's the craziest thing. Um, and I think, I think the Lord just did it for me because he know, knows how insecure I am. Um, so I, yeah, seriously. Because so, that, that's, that's a wild thing. But that's a testament to Jeff, for truly, on, on setting up the transition and, and the way it was explained at each level and through the different steps and explained to the church. And, and, and they just... You know, they 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 bought in. So, so I mean, I truly praise the Lord for it because it it didn't have to be that. You know, the the church constitution reads seventy five percent. So you have to get seventy five percent. But I mean, it'd be a little weird if you got like seventy six percent. You know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm in. But 
So just so you know, we we purchased our airline tickets before the vote. I know. I told you. I was like, dude. Uh, hey. So he was out there the first Sunday, my yeah. first Sunday. Yeah, we had to be. We couldn't miss that. But yeah, I was. I loved it. It was awesome. Yeah. So one of the things I've learned along the way is is to be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Right. Because uh, the more you get, the the more you get. Yeah. The more comes with yeah, it. Right. Yeah, yeah. So. You're the lead pastor now of a, a large church, yeah. a lot of responsibility. What, uh, what is that like? What, what, what has well, surprised you and what has, uh, yeah, what surprised you bo- both ways? Like challenging, encouraging? Well, I, I mean, encouraging is, is the good people of First Baptist Church have really rallied behind this transition and rallied behind me. So that's been really encouraging. They have been um, encourage, encouraging to me. Um, the, so the, 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 the most challenging... So, you know, I've preached a lot and a long time, and, um, but there is a sense in which there when you are the lead guy and preaching every Sunday at that level. So it's, it's easier to kind of step in, you know, ever so often and put together a message and, you know, sound cool. Um, when it's the grind of every week, and I don't even mean that from the preparation, just the, that know that, like, this is, I mean... This is what, you know, this is the most kind of important, the, the preaching of God's word, not because of the person, but because that it is God's word. You know, the, the, the weight that that carries, you know, gets, gets heavy, you know. And so week to week and, and really, man, this is, man, this is what we're doing. And the, the people are coming to hear from God um, and then use that as, to, to help build the, these discipleship, you know, things kind of hinge off of that. And so ministry and, you know, everything is kind of driven from, you know, we have pulpit-centered ministries be, because it's biblical, according to Nehemiah chapter 8, and, and because God's Word is at the center of all we do. And so, you know, what is said from the pulpit then drives how we go about ministry and, 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 and how we attack the Great Commission and how people, you know, use the Word of God in their life for their own personal growth and just the, 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 the weight of that um, I, until you're there and, and, and doing it, it's hard, to, it's hard to describe. It was easy to, to come in and, and preach, you know, every other month or, or whatever and but know that somebody, well, ultimately it's somebody else's responsibility to yeah. really drive this ship when you're driving it and you know that it's primarily being driven, uh, you know, that, that, that weighs on you. Oh, I'm sure it does. Yeah, yeah. I, I could do this for three hours, but I want to make sure that we open it up to any questions you want to ask Troy. Uh, Mark, do you mind running the mic? Do you mind? Yeah. Um, Anything you want to ask Troy? I mean, if not, trust me, I can. Um, I like to hear a little bit about Stocks, Stogsdale Ranch. Oh. So that's interesting. Yeah. But, um, so, anybody? 
Hey, Joy. Hey, Arnold. Uh, I don't want to ask you anything. I just want to say to everybody that don't know Troy, he's the essence of discipleship. Reason why I said that, he took my son and the Lord to the next level, Ron Griffin. Yeah, I praise the Lord. Ron, Ron Griffin is now one of the pastors over at Blue Springs Baptist Church. And uh, we, just, me and Ron sit down and we, he said, Pops, thank you, uh, Troy came in my life. I said, yeah, Troy's a, a Bible-believing man, and what you see is what you get. He followed you. He, he's just like you now. Yeah, well, man. He, <laughs> I'm kind of envious of it, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to say. Well, praise the Lord. Thank yeah, you. Ron, for, Ron's a good man. Yeah, thank you for taking him to that next level that he needed. Yeah, amen. So tell us about Stocksville Ranch. Oh well, <laughs> it's not much. It's not much to say other than so we we have we bought five acres out in the country, and we have chickens, <laughs> and a dog that's currently lost. By the way, oh, we, yeah, Winston, our dog. He's staying. My parents moved to Ohio in September, and so we we have this giant dog. Kenny can tell you. He loves me. He loves you, yeah, <laughs> as he does most men. Yeah. And he got out last night, or yesterday afternoon, and he's lost. Anyway, I don't really like the dog, but, <laughs> but my daughter is going to be really sad if he's not found, so I want it for that reason. Uh, but no, yeah, we, got, we have five acres out in the country and have a big garden and have chickens and maybe we're going to get goats. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, this is Jennifer and Kate. I, you know, I'm just a... I just mow the yard and stuff like that. You've come a long way from Blue Springs. I've come a long way from Blue Springs. So yeah, so we got a little bit of land. It's it's fun. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. So. Yeah. Anything else? So I'll I'll just ask since I got the mic. But um, man, what what was it like growing up with Kenny? Man, I mean, come on. It, <laughs> so this is bro. Hey. <laughs> That put you on the spot, man. Got your best butt here, man. So. <laughs> yeah, so, so it, no, it was awesome. I mean, I mean, listen, so Kenny and I, we just had the same likes and, you know, so we're both avid sports fans. So even outside of, you know, we both love the Bible and we both have a heart for ministry and all that, but God connected us even at, you know, at, at every level, spiritual and you know, and even physical, for, just for sports and playing basketball. And so, you know, we like to do that. We used to like to do that. I had some game, didn't I? He did have some game. <laughs> and I didn't have game, but I could make a shot every now and then. Um, and so, so, you know, it was, it, it, again, it was an exciting time of life. And we were young and, and, I mean, I got married in 96, so shortly after you know, Kenny and I became friends, but um, but we grew up we grew up in the Lord, kind of doing everything together. So, I mean, that was you know we were in Shepherd School together, we were at church together, we were in the same ministry. We did the, the sports ministry, um, circuit riding, circuit riding ministry, and so and 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 like truly, we just I mean, there was like never a time we didn't get along, or never like I mean. We just, God connected our hearts and 
So yeah, it was cool. He's looking for some dirt. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right, right. He, he wants something he wants. juicy. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't give you anything juicy in his class. Uh, would, later, you know, maybe. I would like to, I would like to speak to that, and I, I, I will say this, and, and I, if I could just issue a challenge and a charge to men, who, whoever you are as a man and wherever you are as a man is the direct result of the men that you surround yourself with. Proverbs thirteen twenty. You walk with wise men, you'll be wise. A companion of fools shall be destroyed. So when I got saved at the age of 22, I was so deficient in the area of manhood. Like every area you could imagine, I was clueless. I came from a fatherless home. I, I, I didn't grow up around, not even, forget about godly men, just good men. Right. I, I knew I, I was I was so deficient. It's, it's unimaginable. So the Lord saves me at the Kansas City Baptist Temple. He gives me a father in pops mm-hmm. who led me to Christ, discipled me. And to this day is still a father to me. Mm-hmm. But then he 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 put me in the company of Sam Miles, mm-hmm. Troy Stockstill, Mitch Dobson. Those kinds of men mm-hmm. that I was so hungry to learn what it meant to be a man, mm-hmm. how to do this thing called life. And I studied everything you guys did, mm-hmm. everything. Even you had no clue. Mm-hmm. I was I was observing everything. Yeah. I, I Even watched what not to do. <clears throat> well, yeah, I guess that some of that, too. But I definitely there, there was so much to to replicate that I couldn't even focus on those things. But, but so Jen is like, Jen's like, she is of all my sisters in Christ. Jen is, is, is the dearest Mm -hmm. because for so many years, if we weren't at the chiefs game, I was in your living room watching it. And I didn't even think about it. I, I mean, she would feed us. You had Tanner by then. Uh-huh. It was Sunday. We got to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> I, I just, I just figured, hey, who's, who wouldn't be glad to have me over every week? <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't. Now that I have a family, I understand how how much of a sacrifice that was. But in walking with you and Sam and other men like that, without realizing it, I became you. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'll tell any man. I'll tell. I mean, just. Identify those men who are the type of men that glorify God and are a blessing to others. And even if it drives them crazy, just say, hey, every time you turn around, I'm going to be right next to you. Wherever you are, I'm going to be. And you look up and all of a sudden you go, you know what? Wow, I'm you and you're me. Uh And uh, so, man, I can't say thank you enough to you and Jen for all those years of, of just loving me like a brother. Yeah. And I mean, I, I wouldn't, not that I'm anyone or anything. It was easy to do. It was easy to do. So, uh, is that, we can wrap it up, but I mean, again, I just, I, I could literally do this for hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I this love this fun. guy. It's fun. I love this guy. I, so mission focus uh, to me as, as excited as I am about the conference, I, I'm as excited because I know what that means. That means 
my man's going to be in town. Yeah, same here. Or from going to Certainty or New New Philly, I know I get to stay with you and we get to do us. Yep. yep. So love you. Love you too. Proud of you. Excited uh, for you. Likewise. I don't mean that in a demeaning way to say I'm proud of you. No, but, no, no. But man, I'm just uh, so thrilled about just what you're up to, how God's using you, and yeah. it's exciting. Yeah. So. Amen. Cool. Praise the Lord. Mark, you want to wrap us up in prayer and do that? And then we will be dismissed. And this week is a big week. So it's on. Can you give him a round of applause? Yeah, absolutely. If I could just add one thing, man, I, I, I appreciate because we get to hear our pastor's heart, you know, every Sunday. And, and, I, and Kenny's transparent with us, man. So I, I appreciate that. Uh, Thank you for doing the same, man. That's, that's so cool. You know, it, the, I know the position that you're in is, is something I can't even imagine, but hearing from a, a head pastor and just being transparent about what that looks like and the, how that decision process is made. I mean, that's just, thank you. That's, that, that's invaluable too, you know, especially somebody who's trying to, trying to grow up in the Lord, man. It's, it's a process. My wife can, can, uh, can test that too. <laughs> Hey, babe. But uh, thank God for that. Thank you for being here today, man. Uh, Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much. Uh, again, just for this opportunity to be together. Um, man, what a blessing it is to, to hear from, from men that are following you and, and just saying yes. Uh, as we heard today, just, um, Father, that is, is where our hearts need to be, is, is saying yes to you. And, and Lord, I pray that for all of us, for everyone here today, those listening online, anybody that, that would hear this, but Father, that would challenge them, um, please, Father, work on our hearts and, and, and challenge us to, to say yes to you and, and Father, to, to trust your way, to trust uh, your word, your spirit leading us and, and the people that you've surrounded us with in the body of Christ, Lord, that, um, that Father, we would just follow to where you would have us to be. Uh, Father, we want to be where you are. We want to be where you would have us to be uh, so that we can serve you, uh, Father. And I, I just pray that would be pleasing to you. Um, God, I'm so thankful for this time uh, today. And Lord, I pray for your blessing on uh, Man Mission Focus. Uh, Lord, would we just hear from you and, and be prepared for that. Lord, have our hearts ready to hear and, and ready to say yes to whatever it is that you want to lead us to uh, as we start a new year. And, and, and I will all have our own goals and things that we want to uh, accomplished at the end of the day, but Father, please line that up with your will, with your thoughts, with your ways, so that we can uh, we can be the people that you ask us to be, Father, and that it would be pleasing. Uh, so Lord, we love you. I ask for your blessing on that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Appreciate you, bro.